Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I hope you are having a great day today. I am Elizabeth Benton, and we are going to have an unexpected book club episode today, and I'll tell you just why it is unexpected. I'll give you a little bit of the backstory and ask if you have ever heard of Seth Godin. He is a best-selling author, marketing guru, businessman extraordinaire. Anyway, He runs a program called the Alt-MBA, basically like alternative education uh, for business owners or really just business people in general. It doesn't have to be business owners. Long story short, a couple months ago, I decided to apply to his summer session. Lo and behold, I got in. So it starts next week. It hasn't started yet, so I don't have much about the experience to share with you. But before it kicked off, we were all asked, those of us who were accepted and enrolled into the summer session of his Alt-MBA, to write a one-page actionable book report for the group on a book that we think most people have not read. So it had to be a book that you think most people probably haven't read. The summary could only be one page, and it had to be actionable, something that people could implement and put to work in their lives. I thought it was kind of a cool assignment to kind of kick things off, get to know each other a little bit. Before I tell you about this, quick thing about me going through this Alt-MBA, it doesn't change anything for Primal, except maybe hopefully making it better. I'm only telling you that I'm doing this to explain this particular episode. And when I thought about this project, actionable book report on a book I think most people haven't read, I was like, I need to share this with my podcast listeners. If I think this book is worthy enough to share with those folks, I got to share it with you guys. The book I reviewed was How to Communicate Like a Buddhist by Cynthia Kane. And I will link up that book over in the show notes at primalpotential.com. The reason I picked this book is, yes, it's a communication book and it talks about communication with others. But as I read it, I was thinking, Dude, this applies so brilliantly to the way we communicate with ourselves. And I think we pay a lot of attention to how we communicate with others, whether we're a good communicator or not, but we don't pay a whole lot of attention to how we communicate with ourselves. And if you are not honest with yourself, you're screwed. And in my experience, many of us are not honest with ourselves and we don't even know it. And this is about a lot more than breaking the promises you make to yourself, though that's one common form of self-dishonesty. And I will say that I recognize this is a sensitive topic and that many people listening probably don't feel like they lie to themselves, but you probably do. And I'm sure there are some of you that are like, yep, nope, I totally lie to myself. (laughs) And either way, no matter which camp you are in, I think that this episode will be a powerful one for you. 
I know for me, for years, I didn't realize I was lying to myself. I didn't realize that my communication with myself was one of the big reasons that I couldn't trust a single intention I made or a single plan I established. I knew very well that if I set a goal, I wasn't likely to achieve it, that I hadn't been achieving the things I had set out to do. But I wouldn't have really pointed to being dishonest with myself, though that was very much the root of the problem. If you feel like you can't trust yourself, that your own word to yourself doesn't mean much, you must look at the way you communicate with yourself. And it's totally fine if you don't want to use the word lie. Cool. But if you don't trust the promises you make to yourself and if you break your own intentions, there's a trust issue. And if there is a trust issue, you don't trust what you say you will do, when you will do it, etc. If there is a trust issue, there's a communication issue. One of the big issues before we dive into this one-page actionable book report is that we think in incomplete thoughts or ideas. Rarely do we think in complete and completely honest thoughts or ideas. And when we do that, when we think in incomplete sentences, incomplete thoughts, it's basically a lie of omission. And some of the most common ones I see or hear and have struggled with myself are things like, I'll start tomorrow. This one thing won't hurt. What's the point? I don't even care. The whole I don't even care right now used to justify making a choice that isn't aligned with what you really, really want or what you said you would do is a common one that I go through with many of my clients. It's a lie of omission because it's thinking and more dangerously, making decisions based on an incomplete thought. The need for improving your communication with yourself, the way you think, the way you talk to yourself, is to be able to spot these incomplete thoughts, recognize them, and then do them differently. See them all the way through. Go from incomplete thoughts and lies of omission to complete thoughts and radical self-honesty. So you're justifying in this moment, this example here, you're justifying some treat because you say, oh, it's been a disaster of a day. I don't even care. I just don't even care. Guys, that is the beginning of the communication with yourself, not the end. If that's the end, oh, it's been a disaster of a day and I don't even care. So I'm just going to eat this because I don't even care. If that is the end of the communication you have with yourself on it, it's a lie of omission. That thought is not a complete one. That thought is the beginning of the need for communication, not the end. Make it a complete thought, right? And it's through thinking things like, if it's true that I don't care about what I eat, then what do I care about? What really matters most to me? Is it true that I don't care? I thought I did care. Yeah, no, I totally care. Why? Why do I care about what I eat, when I eat, how much I eat? Why does that matter to me? And what is this thing, this trigger, pushing me to declare that I don't care? What's going on? What is the stimulus for me saying, screw it, I don't care? What's going on and what do I really need? And does this treat or this indulgence solve the problem? Or does it create another problem? Does it compound the problem? 
it's not at all about denying yourself the treat or talking yourself out of it. It's about communicating effectively and honestly with yourself. Make sense? I could go on and on and on and on and on about examples, and I'm not going to because I think hopefully we all kind of get the way we can communicate incompletely and have lies of omission, if not bold outright lies. My goal here is not to go into all the ways we can screw up our communication with ourselves, but I have two primary objectives. Point one, if you want to change your behavior, you must improve the way you communicate with yourself. Point two, here's how to do it, all right? And that's what I'm going to spend the rest of our time talking about today, the how to improve the way you communicate with yourself. And you do not have to get all of these ways that I talk about based on this book, but I think that if you get at least one of them and then you say, I'm going to practice and I'm going to practice and I'm going to keep practicing, that can be a game changer. Look for opportunities to practice. Say less, think less, and pay more attention to what you are saying and thinking. So on to this actionable book report. It's intended to be brief and concise, but I'm going to add a little bit of my own thoughts here and there in between what I put together for the Alt-MBA. Success depends to a large degree on how well you communicate with yourself and with others. Results and achievement benefit from, really even hinge upon, honest, effective, and clear communication. Excuses and procrastination stem from either dishonest or incomplete communication with yourself. The average person listens for only 17 seconds before interrupting. Listen more than you speak. And if you're wondering what interrupting has to do with communication with yourself, I think we see that same sort of pattern with ourselves that we do with other people. That's thinking in incomplete thoughts, cutting ourselves off. I want it, and now I'm on to the next thing. I thought about it, I grabbed it, I didn't think it through, or I don't even care. So I eat the cookie, and then, hey, look, a squirrel. We're interrupting our own thought patterns, and that is what leads to these incomplete thoughts and ideas. Finish your thoughts and let other people finish theirs. I included in the uh, book report a quote from Rumi that's in the book. Raise your words, not your voice. Raise your words, not your voice. It's rain that grows flowers, not thunder. And when it comes to our communication with ourselves, we can see this as working to be patient and curious instead of critical and dramatic. Yeah, we might not yell at ourselves the way that we yell at other people, but we do get very deprecating. We do get emotional and dramatic and flustered. Raise your words, not your voice. Slow down, be reasonable, end the drama, and think more calmly and completely. Be helpful and strategic with your words versus reactive and emotional. A response is different from a reaction. Reactions are immediate, automatic, emotional and not thought out. Responses are balanced, mindful, and helpful. Be on the lookout as you go through the day. When are you reacting? When are you responding? When can you interrupt a reaction and slow down to create an appropriate or a helpful response? The book references the elements of right speech. Tell the truth, Don't exaggerate. Don't gossip. Use helpful language. 
the big ones that I think represent an improvement for our own communication with ourselves, don't exaggerate and use helpful language. For example, you are not starving. You're hungry, but the exaggeration doesn't help. It often creates more problems than it solves. And you aren't stuck. That's not helpful language. It's language focused on the problem, not on the solution. A couple of the tactics that the the book talks about, don't should on yourself. The word should implies judgment and overlooks what you can do right now and your personal power over choice. Should is a word of wishing and judging and lacks ownership and action. An example that I'm sure we've all had is, I should order a salad. You're sort of judging yourself and you're wishing for something else. Better would be, I could order a salad and I'm choosing a burger. That reflects ownership. Or, I will order a salad because dot, 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 which reflects action, right? Another um, tip in the book is avoid the but pattern, and that's but with one T, not two. And it suggests replacing the word but with the word and. And you'll see I just used that in example with the salad. I could order a salad and I'm choosing a burger. It's not I could order a salad, but I'm choosing a burger and I'm choosing a burger, right? An example here would be, it was a good day, but I didn't get everything done that I needed to. A better way to say that is, it was a good day and I didn't get everything done I needed to. Don't convince yourself that one circumstance negates or minimizes another. It can be a good day and you didn't get everything done that you hoped you would, right? Another tip from the book, tell the whole truth. The times and circumstances when it's hardest to tell the whole truth are when it matters the most. And this could not be more true than with yourself. Oftentimes we'll say, I'm trying so hard or I'm doing everything I can. And we're just not. Tell the whole truth. Don't think in incomplete thoughts. Tell the whole truth. One of the elements of right speech I reiterated here, don't exaggerate. When we exaggerate, we are out of balance and being dishonest. Be mindful of extreme words like always, never, best, and worst. Don't exaggerate. Lastly, say less. Limiting your words can actually make you more expressive. Pay attention to when you should stay quiet and pay attention to when it's necessary to really do the talking. So I think these are powerful guidelines for communication with other people, for sure. But as with all things, change begins with us. And it's great to trust other people, but it's not enough if you don't trust yourself. And most of our distrust, if not all, stems from poor communication with ourselves, dishonesty, lack of transparency, exaggeration, judgment, criticism, not using helpful language. So hopefully, guys, you found one or two things in here that could be a takeaway from you. And the key is practice, practice, practice. Look for opportunities in your day to improve the way you communicate with yourself. Talk to you guys soon. And don't forget, this came from the book, 
How to Communicate Like a Buddhist by Cynthia Kane, and I will link to that over in the show notes at primalpotential.com. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.